This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, Spider Baby. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. You know, we each pick the topics for this show, and we have sort of a, a rotating list of whose turn it is to decide who is going to pick the subject for the show. And this week was my turn, and for once I just grabbed randomly out of a bag from archive.org to see what was a feature-length movie that looked vaguely interesting. And I found this. And it's an abject lesson in not just randomly picking a movie to review for your podcast, because this was uh, not good. We managed to find some really interesting things to talk about, though, because we are professionals. Uh, But Spider Baby, I can't recommend it, really. But it is a cult film, and so you will hear people oft speak of it. Um, If you're really a completist when it comes to your cult horror films, then yeah, check it out. Uh, if, If not, just listen to this podcast, which will tell you everything you need to know about this film, and then you can sound really intelligent at parties. Uh, so with that, let's kick it off. Speeder Baba. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, uh, to the program. Hi. We're all practicing our Matthew McConaughey's poorly. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All hey, right, it'd a, right. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. That's mine. Uh, How'd I do? Uh, that's pretty my, good. My, my name is Brian. How'd I do? <laughs> uh, that's that, really well. You sounded just like Matthew McConaughey. There you man. go. It's amazing. Yeah. Uncanny. Yeah. This is Chris. I, and this is Eric. <laughs> yeah. And that and, over there is Matthew McConaughey. Watch the leather, man. Yeah. And, and together, we're another damn podcast. Welcome to the show, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, good Lord, Eric. The, is it bad enough you made us watch Dementia 13 not so long ago? Now you're going to listen to this? What is Spider your deal, baby. man? I like your tiny horror. I love oh, it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. The, the show uh, is about Spider Lord. Baby. Go check the show notes for timestamps and stuff, and then you'll figure out when we actually get around <laughs> to that. But because at first we always talk yeah. about everything else in the world in a segment we call the fresh shit. This shit is fresh. Just like that. Just professional podcasting right here. Well done, yeah. sir. No, yeah. no fat there. Just no, no rambling. No, no talking it up. No, no too much information that's not well thought out with someone just talking for too long. Just <laughs> none of right that. No. Straight to the heart <laughs> of the kernel of the matter. If, you'll just keep going if we don't stop you. That's what's funny. Uh-huh. People don't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> says the guy that always is like and here's another thing i read on wikipedia while we were recording by the end of the show hey somebody's (laughs) got to try to make this shit interesting right that's right (laughs) yeah this is right (laughs) but it definitely ain't me anyway Uh, welcome to the program yeah fresh shit yeah yeah fresh shit let's see don't watch invasion on apple plus don't bother the first season i loved it was really great it was like what would happen if aliens invaded you know it would really you would have no information and you would just be running around in fucking terror which is great and then the second season is nothing but cliche talk and people doing and saying things you've seen in a hundred different movies it's it's aggravating there's a character in there who's a former navy seal who i am not kidding i counted every single episode finds a place to tell someone i'm a former navy seal (laughs) everyone i mean are they just assuming that people haven't watched the show before they need to get that in yes 
I don't know. It's like if if you need to, okay, if you're watching the fourth episode of season two for the first time and I haven't watched anything else, you're gonna be so far behind, you know, the information curve that knowing whether or not he's a Navy SEAL will not help you. Yeah. It's like that is shows- not the most important part of the show. You remember when shows used to just do uh, like singular episodes and you didn't have to know all of the backstory? Yeah, those are the days. Those are the days. You should should watch Star Trek The Next Generation then, Chris, because it's very much. that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Uh, that was was the beginning of the beginning. (laughs) Uh, I really honestly can't. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, you just you set yourself up for the Star Trek reference, Chris. You you had to be taken. Anyway, I did invasion. not even meant. I did not even mention the Star Trek until you brought it up. You know, it's a trap. It's a trap. That's that's Star Wars. See what I'm doing here? Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking stuff up on Wikipedia at random and filling the void. Eric, invasion. Ahead, Eric. You don't you don't like it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch it. And uh, uh, let's see, Sam Neill is in the first season right and he's a sheriff who does nothing is like vaguely confused through most of it and then dies and uh, i read all these reviews are like the performance of sam neill in the show is amazing i'm like what really does he come back or something and and there's like you keep seeing like there's like a picture of him on a missing persons poster at one point i'm like oh oh they're gonna bring back sam neill and they're gonna justify that review that says sam neill is so awesome in this and it's like they don't no sam neill is in it does vaguely hardly anything and uh, what yeah and then people just say a bunch of cliches as i said it's it is it is so unsatisfying it's not to be believed and are you I, gonna I, are you gonna finish it i think i did uh i i they have not answered uh, uh, answered they have not ordered a third season of this drivel and because they they yeah. could probably sense you seething in your living room or wherever I you think, watch it i i get the feeling they were like i don't know what do we do we got nothing <laughs> i mean this is this this is so lame it could have been on cbs i mean that's what i'm saying it is it is a a simon kinberg joint simon kinberg who made one amazing x-men movie and like six additional terrible x-men movies <laughs> <laughs> but hey the man's yeah. got a nice house probably so sure that's you. true that's that's the, that's kinberg okay <laughs> And this this next thing I watched, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm, this is going to be a little different. I'm going to tell you the name of the movie. I require you to not look up anything. Okay. Don't look okay. at the internet. Don't look at Wikipedia. Don't ask uh, uh, anyone about it, it. Nothing. Just go watch it. I think you might have to pay a couple bucks on Amazon, but one cut of the dead. The Japanese version, because apparently they've now made a French version, but go find the Japanese version of a film called One Cut of the Dead and just goddamn watch it. Okay? You will be happy you did. Will I, though? What if I'm, yeah, what if I'm not Eric, though? Will I? No, 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 no. This is, this is, okay, (laughs) let me, let me tell you one little, little bit about this movie. Uh, apparently it cost $10,000 to make and it made something like $150 million. It is. Well, as we know, that's always a very good sign of quality. It's a good sign. It's a good sign for an indie. No, no, no. For an indie that costs 10 grand to make. What what Eric just told me is that there's only one cut in the film. (laughs) (laughs) Did I? Did I though? Did I? Yeah. I think you need to watch the movie and find out exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I feel like we're getting catfished on this one. It's like, no. we're going to go watch this thing, and then he's going to go, ha ha, fuck you. Okay. I'm telling you. Look, here's the here's the thing. <laughs> if you totally don't believe me, you can go on Wikipedia and ruin it for yourself, but I am yeah. I am asking you not to and to watch this movie because it is the shit. It is absolutely the shit, but it absolutely requires you to not know what you're getting into going into it like I did. So how did how okay. tell us the story of how you got into it then not knowing anything? How, how was, was did it you read the title after uh, the the um, the cabin in the woods? I was toying with an idea for a future show concept of movies that uh, sort of change directions on themselves okay. and in in researching that i found 
this movie and i was like okay well let's watch it and yeah i was just like floored by this film so did you read any sort of synopsis about it before you watched nope. it not a lick all i really? knew is that it was all i knew is that of the dead told me it was a zombie film and that's usually enough for me yeah that was it <sighs> okay I'm, I'm not promising you, anything. I'm dead. not promising anything because I got two words Look. for you, sir. Spider baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I I'm, I'm treading lightly. I offered to change. I said we don't have to do spider baby. I can pull something else. And hey. what did you say? You said this is one you haven't seen, but you'd been meaning to get to. So <laughs> this is one I, well, we can you. get into it, but it's one everybody talks about, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, we'll, fine, we'll, I'll, we'll get there. I'll bucket we'll, list it. We mean yeah. to get into it, but first we're gonna keep going with yeah. the fresh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's just, watch, but watch again, it and, it, watch it. And yeah. if you don't like it, I'll Venmo you your money back. How's that? Uh huh. But but I'll only the writing, Amazon sir. price, only the Amazon price. So, <laughs> all right, I'd still refer you back to exhibit a Batman v Superman was actually pretty good. <laughs> and, then it, yeah. and then it turns out you were high on like heroin or whatever at the time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but okay. That, but you but you did like this movie. It it held your interest. Yes. You were intrigued. Oh you're, yeah. You're yeah. saying the guy that went on the full on I watched all the Herbie movies uh marathon oh, yeah. might or might not like this. Oh, sorry. Hey, if you're not <laughs> Do doing that, I have game, to question Chris. Yeah. If if you're not doing that, I have to question your judgment, sir. That's really where <laughs> yeah, I'm at. Yeah. We're we we all kind of in our own way have our own heads up our own asses. But you know, in, yeah. in this in this respect, I recommend this movie highly. And don't yeah. ruin the surprise for yourself. But if Fantastic. you do ruin the surprise for yourself, it's on you. That's all I can say. Um, all right. Plus, I'll have my head up your ass, which I'm not looking forward to. So, you know, eh. there's that. There's How that. long is this movie? How long is it? Like hour and a half? Hour, er, 20, hour and a half? Hour and a half? 80 minutes? Is it? Solid 80 is minutes? It, is it subtitled? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, no, I'm not oh, bothered you have by the subtitle. Like, but... For 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hate that response too. Do you get that a lot, Eric, when you tell people about movies you want them to watch and they go, uh, is it subtitled? No, because like when like people who do that, I'm not friends with them anymore. I have like this very <laughs> you strict just, rule. You just cut the cord right there. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry, we I can't do. be friends. There, we can't be friends. There are a number of, of things where it's like, you know, oh yeah, where it's like foreign films, no, I don't like that, or you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't like to read Fellini. my movies. Yeah, or yeah. or they use the word Fellini esque without having ever seen a Fellini film. I will jump on that shit when somebody says, "Oh, it's just <laughs> Fellini esque." I'm like, "Really? Which Fellini film? Oh, I don't see any of them. I can't know you anymore. Go away." Yeah. Uh, good lord. Okay, I'm. I don't have time for nonsense. <laughs> so give give us the the title one more time. Uh, one cut of the dead. One cut of the dead. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes, I'm fun, writing it. Fun, I'm fun. actually writing. I'm writing it down as you say it. One okay. cut of actually. So even me dead. saying it's it's a great film is ruining it for you. Kind of. This, you need to go in just absolute <laughs> tabula rasa. This reminds me of a <laughs> well, of an anecdote from my game development days where uh, we were expanding the Factor Five Studio and we were looking for ways we could pitch publishers. And we seriously thought about pitching Sega on this because Sega had like the House of the Dead, and then they started getting weird with it. Like they they made typing of, typing the, dead of the dead and pinball yeah. of the dead, right? <laughs> and and so we started like we went out to lunch and we were pitching ideas, and you know we were like you know super happy fun color matching of the dead, um, but the the one that we really gravitated towards was Death of the Dead. The idea being. <laughs> that you were a suicidal zombie like you were a zombie and you didn't want to be a zombie you wanted to like stop being a zombie but to do that you had to find ways to kill yourself in ways that would actually stop you from reforming your body and being a zombie right and the problem is that like there's these house of the dead fuckers in the house who keep like shooting you in the leg and slowing you down so you can't achieve that level of just demise and you know, anyway <laughs> this was our pitch for sega of death of the dead but uh we didn't actually write it up and send it to him but that was i'm, I'm still proud of that anyway yeah um i mean okay. i mean as movies go i mean as long as your title includes a prepositional phrase uh i'm five percent on board already 
if you tell me that. So <laughs> I am I am slightly intrigued, Derek. I'm just giving you a bunch 5% of five percent of your interest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um <laughs> all right. Chris, what ways do you have your head up your own ass? What's your fresh shit this week? Uh my fresh shit this week is really dumb. Uh because a few weeks back I mentioned I had read that book, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which is about the start of SAS Black Ops in World War II. I just for whatever reason just went back and rewatched all of Band of Brothers again for like the fifth time. Wow. <laughs> and it's still a really good series. Uh but it's just it's always weird now watching it because you start seeing all of the faces that turned into big stars much later. Right. Like I had no idea Tom Hardy was in Band of Brothers until I rewatched it recently. And then I'm like, or that the, guy looks like Tom Hardy. And or the guy who plays Moriarty in the uh the the Sherlock series. I thought that was yeah. that one jumped out at me. Yeah, or like James McAvoy shows up and in mm-hmm. in the same episode like 30 minutes later his head's blown off. I mean it was it's just weird uh that they had all of these people. But then even like the the main cast, you got like Damian Lewis who went on was he in the Billions? Yeah, uh, I think it was. And Homeland. Yeah. He's, he's really known for Homeland. Yeah. Uh like at the time when it came out the only name that I knew uh was Ron Livingston because of of Swingers and Office Space and that kind of thing. And then uh, Ross from Friends shows up. Yeah, he's in he's heavily used in the first episode and he's just a total dick. And so it was a nice change of pace. Uh and then Don, like Donnie Wahlberg shows up. Uh and that's another one like, hey, is that a new kid on the block? What the fuck is going on? And then you know you kind of settle <laughs> in and it's fine. Uh but it's just crazy watching it because it's I mean it's it's done so well and you could tell that, that Spielberg and Tom Hanks just talked HBO into giving them just all the money in the world <laughs> to make this thing because it's like it's it's tanks it's guns it's equipment it's uniforms it's locations I mean it's just they do a whole two episode arc about the Battle of the Bulge that's just intense and i'm just always amazed when i watch it because i i feel it you know right in the chest and and i shouldn't because it's just it's totally a, a mini series but it's so good that i can't help but get sucked in every single time uh like and like the pacific if you've ever seen that it's not the same vibe it's good but it's not like oh so when i watch band of brothers it's just it's like a gut punch every single time and not like Saving Private Ryan, because that one I, I can't watch all the way through now because it's just so talky, talky, talky. And every fucking character gets a monologue at some point in that goddamn thing. That's why it's three hours long. And so <laughs> this is a much more concise version, uh, but it's fun. So if you like stuff, go kablooey, but also sort of the horrors of war kind of thing. It, it walks a very, very tight rope. So are you that's are you are you becoming the the middle-aged guy who reads like war uh uh books? No. Cuz I've always had an interest uh ever since I was a kid, so it's not well, like this yeah, is Yeah, you new... watched UHF television which was nothing but a whole bunch of World War II vets making World War II stuff. <laughs> yeah. And but then here's you were the thing, it's like MASH like two episodes ago, so you know, well, yeah. Yeah. But I like MASH. But here's yeah. the thing is my one of my favorite World War II movies is Kelly's Heroes, as Eric likes to point out. And that is so not a World War II movie. <laughs> so it's a fine line is what I'm saying. Like now I'm on a hunt to watch this. Like, I think it was like 1968 movie called Tobruk with yeah, Richard George Burton Papard. and George no, Papard. No, yeah. Yeah. Papard's in it. Uh, and I can't find it anywhere. I watched it when I was like 12 on UHF. Like Channel 41, I think it was Brian, uh, back in Kansas City. Naturally, naturally. And it's and it's basically just about a bunch of British commandos blowing up like a Nazi fuel dump in uh North Africa. And I haven't seen it since then. So it's lived on much larger in my memory than it probably is. And so I need to watch it and just put out that fire, but I can't find it anywhere. It's driving me nuts. So I fall back on stuff like Band of Brothers, which is, you know, very slick and very well done. Uh and just sort of makes you go, yeah, war is bad. Okay. 
and then you move on with your life. <laughs> so there you go. That's All right. what I've been doing. That's your fresh shit. Yeah, right. so sorry, not right. that exciting. No, I got, but yeah, I got a few things I can bring. Um, so also on former HBO now Max, I guess I brought this before, but there's a new season of it, and I guess it's been canceled. So this drives me crazy. This show has got to have a budget of about fifteen dollars, and I don't understand why David Zaslav would cancel it, but he did. And the final season of How To with John Wilson is on Max right now. Have you have you ever seen this show, guys? I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not familiar with it. Oh my god! Okay, watch How To with John Wilson. So it's just this dude who like films constantly in New York, just filming, 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 and it's all in the edit. And you know he'll he'll make his episode, you know, whatever, like how to file your taxes or whatever, but it never is about that. And it, and it takes a funny turn, but the whole thing is, is sort of his monologue with, with really good juxtaposition of video. And then he'll eventually find sort of a documentary subject. And the, and that's usually where the episode takes a turn into some other topic. It's always good. It's always low key. It's always funny. It's, it's super New Yorky. Um, definitely check out how to with John Wilson um season three is now on max and one of the producers of how to with john wilson is a person whose show i've always meant to get around to watching and i finally started i just watched one episode of it so far but it's produced by nathan fielder who did a show called nathan for you back in the 2010s yeah. on comedy central that's a tough watch i'm sure for eric <laughs> have you Silence. seen nathan for you no so, i've not seen heard of it. that either Nathan dude, that's you. like that's like yeah, uncomfortable. Holy it's, shit! It's this this dude who um um the whole conceit is that he's giving business advice to small business people, and it's just incredibly bad business advice, right? Like, so he <laughs> yeah. go, in the first episode, he goes to this froyo shop, and he's like, you know, what's your biggest problem? What do you need to see? Happens? I want to see more foot traffic in 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 the shop, and he's like, well. I think you'd get a lot more word of mouth and foot, foot traffic if you sold poo flavored yogurt. <laughs> and and he goes to the trouble of like having a flavor company make poo flavor for poo flavored yogurt and having like a focus test. <laughs> and the you know, it obviously it's terrible advice, but they they take it pretty far and, and so I'm enjoying I'm enjoying that as well. Um Nathan for you but yeah uh, like well i think the one of the few that i've actually seen and it's it's so funny it's like i think the first season but basically he helps a struggling coffee shop and the first thing he wants to do is rename it dumb starbucks <laughs> and <then> go from <laughs> there so that's the kind of stuff yeah that he he does but it's just so uncomfortable to sit through because it's like you, it's like is it is it really happening are people like really doing this or is it all in on the joke kind of a thing it's yeah because he weird... plays it completely straight and yeah yeah um and then the other thing i did uh a movie that i did not get to the theaters to see uh this this year but that came out on netflix and i'm like sure you know movie uh no hard feelings starring jennifer lawrence it's good right you've seen it yeah i saw it a while back uh yeah. just on a lark and it, i was i was shocked I much was shocked. better than it should be right. um jennifer lawrence uh plays a character who is uh you know whatever struggling to make ends meet and she finds this Craigslist posting from these parents, these like really rich parents who have this kid that's gonna go off to Princeton, and they're like, "We'll give you a Buick if you quote unquote date our our virgin son before he goes to college." <laughs> and and so it's Jennifer Lawrence like trying to throw herself at this guy and being bad at it, and then and then it turns <laughs> into a real movie. Uh, but um you know with good characters and good performances and stuff yeah. it's actually a really sweet movie um the dad is a is a cameo role for Matthew Broderick the the guy who's hiring her but it's really Jennifer Lawrence's show um and it's yeah and it and the way they set it up cuz literally she's 
she's in a like a seaside town in uh new york that gets like the summer touristy visits and, yeah. and her house is about to get foreclosed on etc cetera, etc cetera. uh her car's been repossessed so she's literally just at, at her ropes end uh financially and that's the only reason that this is enticing to her and it's just like the the humor comes from the fact that she's just so terrible at trying to seduce this kid who doesn't have any <laughs> clue about anything socially yeah <laughs> and so it's just fun to watch it unravel so there's also some some fun uh gen x versus gen z juxtapositions going on right uh, I'm, I'm sorry no i'm millennial versus gen z because jennifer lawrence is the millennial perspective and then she's feeling alienated from the younger kids as she meets like the other princeton people and stuff and and yeah. they're just a different youth culture <laughs> i like i like the scene where she's at the party and they yeah. are like basically fucking with her and then like she just comes back with your like user retort where she I, I can't remember what the the full exchange was but it was something along the lines of insulting them for being gay and then they get into like a whole whoa 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 that's totally inappropriate you don't need it and she's like what are you talking this is like totally flustered because now it's like the woke <laughs> culture is invading her insults and etc and then she's like no no i'm not really <laughs> like that and that's sort of the, yeah <laughs> the gist of the interaction it's like the old people just don't know anymore god damn it it's just funny <laughs> uh, yeah whoa was, whoa yeah. Un, un, uninvited touching yeah something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so it was yeah. fun yeah i just um, i watched it on a lark so i'm glad you uh you caught it no it's 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 a good time and uh she she's not afraid to make herself look you know like a dick and that's that's always good you know so uh that's <laughs> true that's very true yeah like i it you know and because it's a sex farce right there's the sort of there's the an obligation for there to be a nudity in this movie but jennifer lawrence does nudity in a way that that works for her which is um she's kicking a bunch of people's ass while naked, basically for, yeah for she takes the, yeah she takes the kid skinny dipping and while they're in the water, a bunch of jackass teenagers come in and steal their clothes off the beach. Yeah. And rather than just let it go, she gets angry and actually comes out of the water. Like, yeah, totally naked and just starts beating the crap out of these kids. For yeah. clothes. It's just like it's so not erotic in any way, shape or form. But yeah. She's totally naked while she's doing it. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so she she owns it pretty good anyway yeah no hard feelings it's on netflix it's uh it's all right it's it's good movie you know it it reminded me uh because i did recently rewatch because it's on max uh what's up doc the okay. peter bogdanovich uh comedy with ryan o'neill and barbara streisand and a cast of thousands uh and i'm watching it and I, maybe it's because No Hard Feelings was fresh in my mind, but I'm watching it going, if they remade this movie today, Jennifer Lawrence would so be the Barbara Streisand <laughs> character and she would fucking nail it. <laughs> and that's like literally like from the start. And then that's all I could see for the rest of the, the, the viewing is Jennifer Lawrence doing Barbara Streisand's character. So that's where I'm at. Well, all right. Silence. <laughs> all right let's let's do it let's let's go it's 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 time to end the fresh shit and get into spider baby spider baby the jack hill classic by the baby put <laughs> a present uh, into now, the window sill. yeah so, so you would have you seen this before eric no no but uh okay uh, yeah i i pulled this on a lark from archive.org the, my right. now favorite place to find shit to watch because it's free. It doesn't have commercials and it's almost always weird. They don't yeah. have anything on there that would make anyone any money. That's why it's free. So yeah, well, I put this on a lark before we and I will get say into that, spider baby. Can we talk about the trailers on the internet arc? <laughs> Cause there was night tide starring Dennis Hopper's trailer at the beginning of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh so you actually watched it online because uh, it's on yeah. prime it's also on youtube i like i'm like i just when eric said here's the link and it's online i literally died inside because i'm like he's gonna make me watch a fucking movie on the internet god damn it so then i did actually find it on a streaming service so oh, that's okay. a the options wow. available to you but go ahead 
Okay. Wah. Join the hey. Apple yeah. revolution. You can stream it over to your Roku. Ah, that sounds difficult. That's all I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah>. say. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm fine. lazy. No I'm inherently but, lazy. But yeah. On, on internet archive, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Um, there's several trailers for other bad sixties, um, no budget horror movies in front of spider baby and and yeah they're they're good anyway spider yeah, right. baby 1960 baby so, yeah give us the the elevator pitch so it's it's okay there's these uh three well grown children being cared for by the chauffeur butler caretaker of a house after the father died and these kids have a disease that they call uh merriman disease which basically means they they don't mature they just stay like childlike and psychotic and yeah. <laughs> and they and, need, and he's yeah and he's trying to keep them uh i guess together he, he he and the other parts of the family they are now going to sue for control of the estate because the family has quite a bit of money and they want to lock these kids away in institutions and take over the money and the land and a very very thin sort of reason for them yeah. to be at their shitty shitty house in the middle of nowhere and they're and the kids are all adults by the way yeah you gotta all adults, that but all act like children and yes, because they devolved to the all point murderous where, where according <laughs> to the opening narration they 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 devolve beyond prenatal so this begins to include becoming cannibals and such yes yeah yes i love the the opening like sing-songy deal that i guess lon chaney does lon Kenny jr uh that kind of lays it all out and it's like a nursery rhyme almost <laughs> it's like it just starts out like that and then it segs into the guy sitting in the chair like oh hello i'm doug mcclure let me give you some exposition about said movie and he's like <laughs> reading a book and then just starts to explain everything and yeah. then it's like and i read and the reason i know this is because 10 years ago and then they go into the movie it's the weirdest yeah. setup for it's, a narrative <laughs> it's actually and the, what i like about this film for starters is it informs all of the famous bad horror films of the 60s it's like right this is this you know that uh ed wood saw movies like this and said oh that looks easy because they don't do much uh i mean and that actor almost was doing that is quinn redeker he was like big in soap operas and he's i think the only actual talented actor in the whole thing he's the only one who's not sort of campy and everyone yeah. else is there like it's either the last thing they're going to do before they get throat cancer like Lon Chaney Jr. or you know, they're just <laughs> like they're young and they know that they've got a whole career ahead of them so they can basically, you know, act like jerk offs like Sid Haig. I was so surprised to see Sid Haig in this because I'd <laughs> right? never seen him that young. Like I've seen him show up in other stuff throughout the 70s. Like when he shows up in uh, uh, Diamonds Are Forever as one of the gangsters. Yeah. Uh, in Vegas, it's like it's jarring. But when you see him here, it's like, oh, okay. I totally get why Rob Zombie cast him in exactly. House of a Thousand Corpses. You just exactly the uh. the story itself is largely you know a Rob Zombie movie. He's made some version right. of this several times. Right. Sid Haig being in you know Devil's Rejects and all those other movies, and Rob Zombie has a song Spider Baby. It's it you know it it looms large over the oeuvre. Of, yes, uh, this yeah. is the Resident Evil Seven uh, of of well, Spider Babies. No, it's it. Yeah, it's it's sort of the prototypical <laughs> uh, killer hillbilly movie, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely has the the template because yeah, I'm watching this. And I'm like, okay, so this is Texas Chainsaw. This is The Hills Have Eyes. This is House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. This is literally every movie that came out after 1967. Uh, about like the killer cannibal family or whatever right I, just, I, I don't this feels like ground zero for that particular type there there are some bits in here that i just laughed out loud at how stupid they were i i uh, okay carol omhart is the actress who plays the aunt who is there to the money grubbing aunt the one who's right. evilly trying to do this shit. and uh 
that actress apparently was one of many potential Marilyn replacements that never took off. I guess right. the studios were all trying to find someone to replace Marilyn because Marilyn was just, sure. you know, you, you couldn't count on her Yeah, expensive also, but yes. Yeah. Right. But none of them, none of them had the presence of Marilyn. So you have this actress who's blonde and sexy and can't do much else. And so there's a whole whole scene of her <laughs> discovering lingerie in her yes. in her room in the For shitty no reason. murder house yeah and being like oh yay slutwear and she puts it on yeah. and then she's like for 20 minutes in front of a mirror just going ha ah, look at me okay. look at me in sexy wear in, in fairness Every scene in this movie goes on for 20 minutes. Okay. The mailman <laughs> or, or it, feel, or it just feels like it yeah. door. Well, the yeah. mailman walking to the door at the beginning, I did it's six minutes, six minutes for him to make oh, it. You, to, you fucking counted it too. Well, Cause maybe, I did that. I looked yeah. at the timestamp and I'm like, this has literally been going on half my life. What is yeah. going on? <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I it's don't like know. they were trying to build tension, but they're like, they weren't actually including the tension part. They were just putting yeah. in the time. They were just yeah. building. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's yeah. like, and, but it's like that weird, like the cameras mounted on the handlebars shot and it just goes on yeah. and on and on, but there's yeah. no real context for it. And it's like, holy shit. It's like, did this movie just not have the money for an editor? <laughs> because, at, but at the same point, it's like, if, if it, they did have a real editor, it would not have been 120 minutes. Yeah. It would have been, you know, like 45 i mean it's just that's how much dead space it's funny you mentioned the editing there's a part where uh daddy shows up the chauffeur shows up in the car the first time to the house and he gets out of the car and he looks up and there is like a half second really a half second quick shot of the house to remind you that he has just pulled up to the house but yeah just that much bam oh oh yeah that's right we're here it's like Uh. what (laughs) <laughs> it's so Wait, goofy they knew how to edit something that short in this movie because man yeah yeah well i mean thing, have they you... made this they shot this film in 1964 uh and they went bankrupt and so it just sort of sat on the shelf for three years and then they threw it together so they could release it in 1967 so i have a feeling they had a bunch of footage and some some notes and they just said yeah well, i guess this it definitely felt very ed wood to me yeah. I mean, it's just like, that's the, that's the imperture, uh, from the get go. And so it's just amazing to me that Jack Hill actually went on to have an actual career because yeah. he did a lot of stuff that I've seen. I mean, it's all, you know, B movie type schlock. Uh, but I had no idea that he went on to do like some of the seventies black exploitation stuff with Pam Greer. Like he did yeah, coffee yeah. and Foxy Brown. Uh, and then he did a bunch of like the women in prison stuff. I mean, it's just so weird because you look at this and it's just, it looks, it looks and feels like a student film and a mm-hmm. very bad one at that. <laughs> so it was difficult for me to kind of, uh, focus because it was yeah. just, it would just stumble from one bit to the next and it just had very loose connective tissue. <laughs> so it was just <laughs> weird. It was yeah. so weird. I don't know. I I found it charming in its stupidity, but it was it was full on stupid. I was I, mean, I was uh, much more interested in the sort of the cast and where I'd seen them before. Uh, Jill Banner, did you re- recognize her from uh, the President's Analyst? No, I've never seen the President's Analyst. You have not seen the how how? Oh my god! My mother saw thought, the fly. Yeah, I would have fly. I would have thought with your love of Flynn, you would have discovered that one. But uh, yeah, I'd. It's yeah, it's a give or take on that one. I'm aware of it. I just have never watched it. Okay. But okay. Yeah, that's that's I think her biggest claim to fame, I guess. Uh, and I remember I, I love the I fact- recognize yeah, go ahead. I was oh no, you go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just, follow up after you. I just remembered Beverly Washburn from uh the the Star Trek episode where they all grow old. Uh, <laughs> of course because i gotta mention star trek in every one of these uh podcasts yeah that's do, right yeah, you do. Once. i love the fact that lon cheney jr is the like the big name and this is like yeah. the decaying end of his career it's and like so the most normal like, person in the movie but yeah but is he though but it's yeah but at the same time it's sort of like uh and then i read up and apparently the jack hill wrote it with him in mind to play Bruno 
and then gave it to his agent but the fee was only like 2500 bucks and the agent said no he's he's got too much stature in this genre for that price so then they offered it to john carradine who also had the same agent who apparently said yeah i'll do it and then suddenly lon cheney jr was back on board <laughs> and then he was it and so it's like it's just it, it's Good like strategy, watching right? uh, the same offer to the same agent but different actor yeah. and suddenly yeah suddenly they know what your leverage is <laughs> yeah but it sort of has the vibe of like the end of ray milan's career when he was just doing all of those this super shitty uh horror movies like the man with x-ray eyes and and stuff like that that's the vibe that it gave me uh and then you're in there and the the cousin that comes in the the one actor that you had mentioned eric the what's in it quinn redeker yeah. and they're and he's like flirting with the lawyer's secretary and they're making jokes about wolfman in front of yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, they're just telegraphing everything in this movie. And it's just, they don't care. They just don't care. Well, they yeah. figured by so that point, you know, if you were still watching, you were probably okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So like full disclosure, like I got, I got about 45 minutes into this thing and I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't with this movie. Nothing is happening. There was like the one kill at the beginning. Did you finish it? Well, Did you so finish? I'm telling my story, right? So I'm just okay. like, nah. Okay. And that, so I'm like, I'm just going to read the synopsis in Wikipedia and, and do my best. Right. And then I read the synopsis and it's like, and then all the interesting things happen after the part you haven't watched. I'm like, fuck. So then I go <laughs> yeah, back. But it takes like, <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it takes yeah. 45 minutes to get there. That's oh, what's God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was a, there's a little bit of click forward 10 seconds, click forward 10 seconds to just kind of get to anything happening. But but yeah. then like it's really the last like. 30 to 40 minutes of this movie that probably gives it its reputation. And, and there's some. Yeah, some shit goes down. This movie gets dark, right? You yeah. got your, yeah. your creepy girls with you know, backlit. You've got a you've got a whole thing where like the the cannibal the family in the guy. basement. Hot, yeah, hot aunt gets eaten alive by her basically. <laughs> yeah. you know, her, yeah. her now mom, yeah. her now wolf man, wolf woman siblings, which is kind of yeah. hot. And and lingerie woman gets raped into being a sex fiend, which is you know it's a take. Hey, um, it happens. It happens. Uh, so, I love it yeah. when the uh, I love when the the lawyer like they because it suddenly turns from like uh, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of vibe, and then it becomes the haunted house sort of thing. And they they basically maneuver it so that uh, the cousin and the secretary have to go into town to find a place to stay because there's not enough rooms at the haunted house or whatever. So then the lawyer and the aunt get put up and then the lawyer goes poking around and i love that his name is schlocker it's like that is the most <laughs> telegraphed thing ever so he's poking around just trying to figure out what's going on and then he winds up in the basement where you find all of the rest of the siblings that are beyond help and he's got a he's got a line of dialogue that i swear to god i've heard somebody uses a sample but i can't prove it but it, if not it needs to be but he's like this has gone well beyond the boundaries of prudence and good yeah. taste and it's like <laughs> damn <laughs> i'm like if if no one's used that yet get on it people because that's a great great little sample <laughs> and then of course he gets stabbed to death la 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 uh it's so dumb anyway Silence. Yeah, spider, uh, baby. what else is there to say? <laughs> yeah, there's I not mean, much. I mean, it's just, it's astonishing that it's now on some uh, film registry for preservation. I don't understand. Like when someone says this is a cult movie, you have to see it. I'm always dubious because nine times out of ten, you get something like this where it's like you watch it and you're just like, I just it's yeah. just terrible. I think because it's that I whole. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying it's like we I, I I have a fascination with even though I don't enjoy Rob Zombie's movies. I right. I just I look at them like like a like a deformed child. I just have to keep looking at it and go, what the fuck is going on with that? And I see Spider Baby as like important early DNA to those films. Yeah. I don't actually like this terribly much, but I am fascinated with the bits that got extracted for his thing. Yeah. And of course, 
the presence of Sid Haig makes perfect sense now. You know, you you well, go, yeah. why does he cast this guy over and over? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. But then you look at this and the whole thing, like his character, Ralph, is just fucking nuts in this thing. But half of the movie is just him like riding up and down in the dumbwaiter with a corpse. I mean, that's literally his entire like thing. <laughs> and it's just sort of repetitious after time. So it's just in the hands of uh, like if this was in the hands of Francis Ford Coppola, it would have been so much different and i guarantee you it would yeah. have been so much better because we watched dementia 13 not long ago and while it's a flawed movie and it's not really that good it's also astonishingly well made yeah and so yeah. this is not astonishingly well made this is this is not you know a a watch it for the schlock you know and and it benefits from being an old black and white movie it's it's just it's just poorly made yeah well yeah but the, the weird thing, too, is because you look back at stuff like uh, the first uh, Night of the Living Dead, which is just it's revered now. I mean, it's it's canonically one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Uh, but when you try to watch it, it's just it's rough, man. And it's because they have such low budgets. And I looked this one up, Spider oh. Baby, I guess at the time they made it for like sixty five thousand dollars, which if you do the inflation calculator, it's still that's only like five, 600 K. And so it's just, you can see the stretches of the budget in every frame of this movie. <laughs> it's just <laughs> difficult not to focus on that when the dialogue is just so dumb yeah. and the acting is so stilted and it's just, uh, but you there get through a, that first. Yeah. There was a part in this movie. I don't know if you caught it. Cause I, I know both of you watched this on, you know, like fast forward. But there's a part no, where one. Oh, yeah. OK, well, do you remember there's one part where the one sister, the two sisters are talking about what they're going to do now that, you know, the the other couple is coming back to the house and they've killed people. Uh, mm -hmm. And and the one sister says, I think I've got a plan or something like that. And this spooky light just turns on on her face. It's like the <laughs> one and like only time. Yeah, it's the one and only time that there's something not natural going on, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like a filmy kind of thing. And I was, and and like more than a few times, that same actress has a look on her face where she's trying not to crack up. Like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm in this shit. This is stupid. Okay, sure, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, but you like we were talking about earlier. It's like the the first forty minutes is just the the messenger on the bike walking up to the house to the whole nine yards, and he's on the porch <laughs> like asking hello, 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 and yeah. then he likes oh here's an open window I'll stick my head in and then yeah it, like, who does traps that him. yeah and then it traps him and then that's when the woman comes out with the knives to like slit his throat and kill him in the whole nine yards, and uh and at that point I'm like ah. This is this just feels a little forced. I don't oh, know. Maybe it's I'm just a spider me. and I'm going to trap you in my <laughs> spider web and I'm going to narrate every time I do this because I'm a spider and it's like spiders. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like but then you get like dialogue like spiders don't eat other spiders. Cannibal spiders do. It's like you're just changing the rules, <laughs> you <Christ>. dickhead. <laughs> you know, it's like don't do that. So it's just sort of uh just, just stumbling from start to finish but then you get to the end where bruno the lon chaney character just decides well fuck it we're just gonna have to blow everybody up and save this thing and it's like literally 10 minutes of him just driving in a car just looking maniacal like on his rope's end and it's just like you need to trim this shit down man you just trim yeah. this shit down uh it was just so ed wood so ed wood uh yeah. ridiculous ah uh. Well, I'm, I'm relieved, I'm relieved spider, to learn that Eric uh, had not actually seen it before he recommended. Yeah, really, because oh, yeah. if you will, if you will, if we watch this <laughs> twice, that's on you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's like I was saying actually in the break, the the technical difficulties break. I was like, this is the last time I think I'm going to just take a chance on something sight unseen. Because uh, I was like, yeah, let's let's roll the bones. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and, and yet, yet we found you want out. us to watch. Yeah. You want us to watch one cut of the dead, sight unseen. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're a very complicated man. That's, how do you not see the difference? I have seen that film, and I can okay. tell you, really worth yes, the time. But you're a okay. sadist. So. But 
<laughs> you have the option of like going on Wikipedia and ruining the surprise for yourself. It's true. It's true. I'm just saying, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So, so have is it confirmed? Have they done a remake of this, or is it just people talking about doing a remake of this? That was unclear to me. Uh, Do you know? I don't. They haven't made a remake. No. Okay. Uh, then it's something they've been talking about because it's like. At one point, I think they were going to redo it, but they were going to delve more into the backstory of the cannibal family and yeah. the incestuous, like weird genetic uh, deal. I mean, it's just oh. there was a musical, me, apparently. Yeah. And um, then they toured a musical. I'm like, what the fuck is, is that? So, yeah, it's just very weird. I uh, think. Uh, oh, in 2007, independent film producer, blah, 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 began prepping a remake uh i guess it fell through yeah and now now somebody else is gonna do it but like why like yeah. why Don't. i mean i almost Just watch was the gonna devil's say, rejects you know you yeah. basically get it i was literally gonna say it's it almost feels like this is something rob zombie needs to remake and then i realized that he did like three movies <laughs> with sid right Hague. it's essentially <laughs> this you know yeah yeah <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. All right. But so I think what we're saying Lord. is if if this is interesting to you, go watch a Rob Zombie movie. That's what we're saying. I mean, if if you like really shitty, low budget, like Z grade horror movies, then this is right up your alley, man. Yeah. I just I can't recommend it enough if that's your thing. But if you don't <laughs> enjoy that, then just no. Just avoid Spider Baby. Oh, it's terrible. It's it's one of those things. Yeah, it's like they tell you you need to you need to read this or view that to have a well rounded education in right. subject. And maybe that's true, so that you can understand you know the the lineage of horror films. But yeah, I guess that's true. It. Don't don't you know choose a new major. That's all I can say. This, yeah, this feels to me like if you were teaching a film class, like this would be a good object lesson in how not to do a movie <laughs> yeah as just you know an example of like look at all the decisions that were made in the production of this and not all of it is due to the low budget some of it's just yeah. they just i made swear to god decisions. if any of you fucking kids give me a movie like this they will fail my class yeah, yeah. um i'm looking at you oh, yeah. dave Dakatu. yeah yeah worth pointing out he you know this guy was a peer and friend of francis ford coppola but right. Jack Hill dropped out of film school. Uh, uh, so we barely be able to tell that. So so if you're a fan of uh, low budget Z grade podcasts, uh, go yeah. listen to something else. You jerks. We're low budget grade a podcast. We're the magnificently huge podcast. And you can That's find sell it. our website at maghuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. You'll find all our old episodes there. You'll find links to contact us on all our socials. You can find a link to email us at magnificently huge at gmail.com. Get hip, get with it. Join the podcast revolution. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate it on iTunes. Share it with all your friends. Name your firstborn magnificently huge. Join us. Or, or whatever. <laughs> this has gone well beyond the boundaries of prudence and good taste. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>